Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to an episode of Working Class on DeerCast. Just the three amigos here on this one. Um, this is what we're calling the Q&A episode. So mm -hmm. we're going to do, right. I think we have 11 questions and one comment type deal in there. We're going to pick one of these people to win a Working Class on DeerCast shirt and maybe a hat or something from Working Class. Just kind of give back a little bit for their efforts. Maybe a hat. We'll, maybe. See. Yeah. we'll, see, we'll see by the end see of it. See the questions hey, are. Might just be a t-shirt. You never know. Everything's <laughs> expensive right now. So uh, everybody calm down. Uh, but no, we, we put a post in DeerCast that said, uh, hey, ask us some questions. We'll answer them. This is exclusively from DeerCast. Yes, we sir. picked out ones that we thought would fill one episode, and I have a feeling we're going to have to do a part two because there's a lot of great questions in there. It's just impossible to get to all of them in the time frame that we like to schedule these episodes. So uh, sorry if we missed your question. Doesn't mean we're miss we're skipping it forever. We might come back on a part two and get that done. So let's pull up question one. Q1. Ooh, okay. Dakota Parsons, uh, thanks for your comment, buddy. Um, if you had good info that a shooter was showing up in the morning, are you getting to the stand, say, an hour or so before daylight to let everything settle down, or are you slipping in just at daylight to try and keep as much pressure out as possible? Show a shooter showing up in the morning. Um, there's a lot missing from your question. That is, is a lot of depends. Like, what time in the morning? Is he like a half hour before daylight? Is he half hour right? Or is he right at daylight? Is he two hours after daylight? Yeah, right. 9.30. I'm going to go with, like... I'm going to say he's showing up right at shooting light. Let's go from there. That's a good starting point. Okay. Okay, and he wants to know, are you getting in an hour or so before daylight till everything's settled down, or are you slipping in? So for me personally, this all depends on 
what the situation is. If there's a spot, if I'm there too early, that he could cross somewhere downwind and like a field oh, or doing yeah, something bust, yeah. where you can cross paths, yeah. yeah, or cross paths or something like something that could ruin it before I know I've ruined it. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, too, if you have him that pattern, it wouldn't be a bad idea to like set up other cameras to see what time he's going by this point. See what time he's going by this point till he gets to your stand. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. For me, it depends on time of year too. Like if right. it's early October, I might not push it that hard. But but it also depends on the time of day and how you can get in and all, all how it lays out. In perfect scenario, yes, get in an hour early, yep. let mm-hmm. things settle down. Or it might be one of those things where you can slip in on an e-bike or do something quiet and you're in there right when you need to be in there. And you're, hunt. you're not having a doe wind yet because you've been out there for an hour. You know what I mean? You got to think about those things too. Like if you're there too early, you could screw things up from just deer moving, doing things and move downwind of you or whatever it may be. And that's like too, like one of my spots, like if the crops are out, I'm sneaking in there super early, but if they're still in, I know I can oh, sneak yeah. in there without a deer seeing me right. or hearing Sometimes me. Sometimes you're so. almost better to go in like right when you can just see a little bit so yep. you're not overly loud. True, for sure. There's so many variables to this question. Um, but any other day, I'm showing up an hour early. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't disagree, but I don't agree. I think it just depends as the answer to this question. For sure. Um, I would say if he's showing up right, I mean, like he said, if right at light, I'd probably be in there a half hour or Minimal. later. Yeah. Hour. Yeah. Half hour. I don't know. An hour's a long time. Hours longer. Everyone that says they're in an hour probably isn't in an hour. No. Probably, but I mean, I'm uh, it all, it's, there's so much variable that plays in. So Dakota, I'm sorry that we all would probably do it a little different on any given day at any time of year. Um, I would say just consider as everything you could as possible. If it's yeah. two hours, after daylight, I might go in right at daylight. You know what I mean? If he's yeah, I mean, consistent. If you have a lot of deer moving through there, and you're an hour there early, a lot can happen. A lot can happen. A lot can change. Good question, though. I, I think that that's type of a that's a fun, good question, scenario type deal. I like that. Thanks, Dakota. Appreciate you. Let's go to question two. There's that mysterious. Is there a ghost? I don't know what I have notifying me. I still haven't figured it out. It's been three episodes, and I have not figured out what's notified. <laughs> Way to go. Brandon Carmen. you've got one hunt left. You can pick any person, dead or alive, to hunt with. Who are you hunting with? Doug, how are you feeling about this? Oh, man, that's a tough one. It's a really hard one, actually. <clears throat> it's hard to select just one. Um, Give man, us a couple. I, I mean, but It'd be really cool to hunt with Fred Bear. Just to say you did? Yeah. And just see, like, uh, what he's actually like. It'd be cool. Yeah. my Of course, mine would be, like, my dad. Yeah, for but, sure. Yeah, know, for uh, sure. But other than that, like, hunt with dead or alive. Buck McNeely? No, I would not want to hunt with <laughs> <laughs> He's down. <laughs> no shit. Um, you know, I think it'd be cool, like, you know, I want to hunt with Mark someday. Mark Drury would be cool. Yeah, it would be. Um, I think it'd be cool to do like some sort of adventure hunt with like Jim Shockey or Tom Miranda. Oh yeah, to just like experience that culture with them. Like Fred Eichler. Fred Eichler is energy. Waddy, of course, like a turkey hunt with Waddy would be cool. Oh man, a turkey camp with him would be something. Um, I want to share a hunting camp with T Bone. 
I was going to say my my two would be my old man because he doesn't hunt anymore. Mm-hmm. Just get him out there one more time and then T-bone. Just yeah. have him in camp and just get him around a campfire shooting the shit. Dude, if you had turkey camp with us and like T-bone, Waddell, and my jury, throw jury in there. Oh man, just, just the ultimate trifecta. Yeah, I always thought it was cool growing up watching like the hunting camp shows. Like I remember one time, I can't remember if it was on the like the real tree side or like the jury side, but I there was a one where they're like together in camp, and I remember being like so jacked up oh. about it. It's like when if you listen to like rap music or whatever, it's like oh yeah, there's a feature. Like it's a, there's your. Feature. I have an idea. Okay, let's hear it. Oh, let's get the Bone Collector Boys and Mark Drury for an episode. Dude, Mark, Terry, Waddy, and like T-Bone and Nick would be pretty cool. <laughs> It'd be unreal. Put your week. Now that'd be something. Be something I'd like to do. That would not be the uh, the ultimate hunt, but that'd be the ultimate podcast, I think. Yeah. Oh, that'd just be a ton of fun. Oh, that, it'd, that's be, like, it'd be a blast. That'd be all your idols in one area. That right. might that might top episode 500 for longest podcast, I think. Oh, yeah, you have to walk off some time. <laughs> yeah. 12-hour podcast. Yeah, everyone's all Hey, we got to take a nap. Cooking yeah. food Go and eat. stuff. <laughs> Someone's cooking out there. Hot pockets. <laughs> so your old man, anyone else, Eric? Uh, I think my old man, T-Bone. Okay, I like that. I like that. Thanks, Brandon. Let's go to question number three. What is the uh, Tyler Cress? What is the best piece of information you guys have learned from a podcast guest that has impacted the way you hunt the most? Man, that's a tough one. I'm going to go first on this one. And there's a lot of stuff that if I sat down and like yeah. looked through the notebook right. and thought about that I could think we could all think of like there's a, a lot of stuff I forgot that you did. Yeah, you've right. done so many podcasts over the years where it's like information. I'm like, OK, I'm going to apply yeah. this and i have applied it but then i forgot who said it or yeah you could be using it right now and not don't even remember exactly yeah. and a lot of us evolving from learning that and then yeah i know what you're saying mine would be like one of the aha moments was like when clark cummings was on we did like a white tail round table or what do we call it? the white tail angle yeah that's what we were calling it because our table is like angled out clark uh basically talked about wins that work for the deer but still work for you we we end up calling it whiskey wins in a later episode with yep. kyle weeder um so how to hunt like quartering winds or whiskey wind is our nickname for it. A wind that works for the deer and works for you. And like when I first heard it, I'm like, what? And he's like, well, think about it. He goes, a mature buck moving naturally isn't always going to walk with the wind to his back. They do, but percentage wise, right. You have a higher odds of playing the wind that works for the deer and works for you. And like quartering winds off trails to where you could be slicing it. That's what the whiskey winds a little yeah. risky but you're still getting away with it. Yeah. That that right there was kind of like the, oh, I think about trails and wind direction and like terrain features a little different after you kind of step back down. and kind of think about it a little more. Yeah, well, I think we've heard that a ton, but I think Clark just broke it down in a way that my wage brain was like, oh, that's it, it what makes that sense. Is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I look like uh, Charlie on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and he's writing on the board. <laughs> It's like AOL signing on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that's my answer to that question. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I can't pinpoint one. There's been so many episodes where I've like adapted those what people said. Yeah, like what we said before, but I just don't know who said it or or when. Yeah, what something you think has 
whether you pin, pin, pinpoint a guest or not, what's something that you think? Uh, um, entry and exit is kind of like a big thing that really helped me because, you know, before I didn't even think about it, you know, because I didn't grow up bow hunting. Yeah, it's dark. I'm just going to walk in there. They, yeah, they I'm going to walk in there. Dark. They can't see me. Look at this I don't stick. Know I'm going to break it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Running into shit, yeah. making all kinds of noise, you know, but entry and exit was, is huge for me now. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, it's crop rotation, it's wind, it's everything else now that I'm thinking about. So, I mean, that's, that's helped point. me a lot in the last yeah. seven years. Yeah, and that's been a hot topic. I, but me too. That's something that's I've changed a lot too. Doug? Um, definitely the whiskey wind thing too. And uh, You can't steal mine. I, I think it was in the same podcast though where like uh, just get aggressive during November, like the rut. Like I always stayed away from bedding areas, but they're like, why not just get... Well, that's know, the time to be near them. Yeah, why not get like a whiskey wind and get in there? It's like, oh. And then now you know. But also are, too, like to a point, like I get being cautious and stuff and yeah. like doing all that, but... You know, when it's November or like the hot time to be aggressive, you wait all year and you think about making aggressive moves. And then when it's the time, you, you're too like, I don't want to ruin anything. What's like, yeah. no. I don't want to spook them, but it's like. And being aggressive too, like. Big risk, big reward sometimes. Yeah, right. Like, someone said it, I can't even remember who said it, but like, <laughs> like during the rut, like being quiet can actually hurt you more than making noise. And I Dude. learned that a couple of years ago. I like I was setting a stand, trying to be quiet, but I was making all kinds of noise. And then I had three bucks running because they're like, "Okay, what's that noise?" Yeah. They, they were investigating yeah. what was going on. That's a buddy I, I grew up hunting with, a lot older than me. He, I don't know how many deer he killed while hanging a stand. Yeah, he'd like hang. I, I believe I don't know if he kept it. I'm, I'm trying to remember back because remember he killed this real big wide one, <clears throat> and I don't know if he kept his bow on the ground tied to his like a string sure. or if he would hang his bow on the hook while he did all his maintenance stuff. Um, but he shot, I think two or three bucks while hanging a stand. Right. Just making noise. And then the, the buck comes in and investigates what the hell is going yeah. on. I remember the notorious thing when he did it, he, I think he hit a stick or something and shot a deer's ear and his ear was just flopping. And the deer was like <laughs> still rutted out looking around and he loaded another one and then double up. Mm, damn. Yeah. So kind of, a, I mean, interesting. Stuff. Like we said, we've done a million podcasts. There's a lot, dude. I feel like I'm... And anything Mark Drury says, I'm just, and, <laughs> I did on that. Just listen to that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to question number four. Colin, whoa, that last name's cool. Crocos? That's cool. Yep. Crocos? Hopefully that's right. Crocos? Pretty cool looking. Um, how, it is cool. <laughs> the way it's spelled is neat. How do you manage your nerves when you're hunting and a deer steps out, and what helps you stay calm to make a good shot? I have a, a quick answer to this. And it's going to sound dumb. Well, we're dumb. So, yeah, just go ahead. I don't need to explain Let it out. Yeah, you don't need to explain um, yourself. I visualize everything when I'm in a stand. I will second that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm I'm mentally practicing. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, you know, when you set a stand, you know, especially a property you've been hunting while, you're like, okay, I know they're going to come here. They're going to walk out 20 yards. They're going to stop right here or I'll stop them right here. It's going to double log them. Mm-hmm. It can, you kind of run that through your head to kind of calm your nerves. Yeah. But then every once in a while, that one comes out of nowhere, and you're like, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's awesome, though. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, visually practicing. And, uh, you know, Mark and I did that episode last summer, slow the game down. Yeah. You know, yeah. focus on, like, I think having a shot process, like, it, in your shooting process, like. When you're practicing. I like to have, yeah, like. Yep. But I like to have like a kisser button and then a release with a click. Yep. Because it helped, you know, 
It helps you line up your anchor through your peep. You feel the kisser button. You squeeze to the click and you pull through. It keeps you from dumping your shot because you're excited. Draw back and then we've all done it. Did I even look through my peep? We've all been oh, there, man. You know, I, I think having a process in your shot and like yeah. thinking about your process. And that could be a thing too, like shoot more. Like get that process down where you're not even thinking about it. You're drawing that bow back. You're looking through that peep. You got the anchor. You got your click or your... Yeah. You know, your anchor behind your cheek, whatever you got to do. For sure. I think that stuff's important. What do you do, Doug? Um, usually, like, if it once a buck comes in, you know you want to kill it, then usually I just stick away from the antlers and focus on where I want the arrow to go. Yeah. Because you stare at the antlers too long. That'll screw you things up. happen, yeah. That'll screw you up. I mean, don't get me you wrong. get more shaky. Still to this day, there's times where I can't calm my nerves. No, oh, yeah. no, yeah. It's you know, I mean, I, I mean, we could have a million answers, but... If you're still getting excited, that's what we're here for. Okay, let me throw this, guys. This is a sub-question off Colin's question here. Oh, boy. Would you rather a deer come in fast or slow where you can see them from a distance? Fast. Fast. You would? Mm-hmm. Fast. I'm both. Like, here, 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 let me explain. You this, can't be both. Well, let me... Let, let me <laughs> <laughs> that's not the you question. can't be both. <laughs> let me break this down. <laughs> this will make sense, I hope. <laughs> Like the second buck I shot last year came in fast. It was like, make your decision now. Are you shooting this thing or not? I saw one G2 I shot, buck a little smaller than I thought. I think that's how ground shrinkage happens when it comes in fast. Yeah. I think when I see a deer at a distance, you play the, is he going to come this way? Oh, he's coming this way. Then you get like a little nervous, but then you can have a second to calm yourself down, grab your bow and just pick your shot. You can range it. You're there. You're ready. Your pro, you go into your yeah. shot process. I don't know that. I I think I think I, catch I, me I, off I, surprise because yeah. then I don't too th- much. I, then. I do too. I overthink too much. I hear because then I'm thinking about oh, am I anchoring? Am I looking through my peep? Am I doing all this stuff? And then it's too late. I, I hear what you're saying. Do you ever do the thing where you know, you know you're shaking? You're like I'll sit down and calm my nerves, and then your legs just doing the whole thing. You think it's negative seventeen now? You're shaking. My my three biggest bucks. I all watched come in from a distance, and I all I all, all three of them made, I made perfect shots. Now that's not guaranteed every time, but that's just my statistics yeah, right, laid out. Right, right. My three biggest bucks I watched come in from the first one. I watched come in from eight nine hundred yards. The second one, a hundred yard. Now nah, maybe not quite a hundred yards, but he came in slow. And then the third one would have been like a couple hundred yards. So. Uh, my biggest with a bow was, I mean, two seconds, and I saw him and shot him. See, but did you know like it was a giant right away? No, I didn't. I I knew he's big, but not that big. See that there? That's a good thing. It's almost like when it happens right, it's great if it happens fast. Yeah, because I called Eric and Earth. Because you know when you call someone, how big is he? Like, I don't know. It's like maybe <laughs> I don't know, I just shot him. Yeah, maybe one sixty, and he's one seventy two or one seventy one, whatever. Yeah, but you could have got up there. It could have been one twenty three. Yeah, it could have been. I guess. That's the that's the downfall to coming in quick. True, because it's like your opportunities here. Make your decision right now. What is he? Right. Did you? Shoot and then he runs not? away. What was he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> what is he? What was he? And I didn't make my decision quick yeah. enough. Oh, that hurt. I, I mean, most of, most of mine have been like they step out, and I got like between a minute and ten minutes. You know. Yeah. So it's not like I've seen him coming from four thousand yards away. Yeah. Just. Me- Meandering his way over. Yeah. You share your notebook out, adding them up. Yeah. <laughs> G2's 10 inches. G3's nine. Got good fours. Through binoculars. 
eight by ten. So that's gonna be <laughs> yeah. carry, carry the two. Carry the two. <laughs> He's gotta be at least one seventy. Yeah. <laughs> gotta be. Here's the thing. I like it all. Just I hope they come in. That's right. Yeah, that's they gotta come in. Gotta come in. Question five. Our buddy Dominic Sheets. He threw in a bunch of questions, and we didn't have time to do them all on this episode. Shout out, man. But this one I thought was um, a little different from what we have been answering up to this point. Um, now that you guys have grown within the hunting podcast arena and the hunting industry as a whole, what has been the biggest turnoff within the industry as a whole? What do you think those inside the industry could do to make it better? What has been the biggest turnoff in the industry as a whole? We'll start with, we'll tackle that part first. Biggest turnoff within the industry. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Eric, what do you think? I picked you. <laughs> Biggest turnoff. I mean, it's not really a turnoff, but you know, you see these chicks out there with their tits out and it's a turn on. It's a turn on, but it's a turn off at the same time. I think you're like, confused, Eric. They got a million views, but then you got this guy out here doing what he needs to do, killing all kinds of stuff. Tits are bullshit content. They are. They are. Don't represent our industry with your cleavage. Right. Exactly. I know, you know what you're saying. You know, they and they don't even have a deer killed on their on their page. They're out there practicing with their bow or shooting fish or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? But then you got this guy over here. Let's use Doug as an example, and he's killing muleys every year. He's killing elk. He's killing giant whitetails. And he's got four followers. Yeah. The the scope of it's off a little. Yep. Yeah, and I don't know if that's if that if that all makes sense. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Do you, uh, collectively, all of us, do you consider that the industry, or is that just the social media angle? It's still the industry. It's. St- I mean, they're still in the industry because some of these have sponsors and everything. Yeah, you know? yeah I mean, they're true, getting yeah. free bows. They're getting. Yeah, you're right. You're they're right. They're getting product. I mean. Yeah, I, and I guess they got to be in the industry somewhat. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I guess what I was gonna say is kind of related because I was gonna say like there is dudes hustling real content that are getting overshadowed by like fake influence like memes i don't consider meme you're a content creator in the industry correct um but like i mean there's a lot of people doing things really awesome like brian like brian barney is one of these like big western big butt killers a lot of people in the circle know brian barney but people don't know the, the majority of people don't know brian barney that should know brian barney that know who whatever bs influencer is that's not really doing anything i mean we could even use clint as an example like clint like everyone clint is like, a perfect example like in the industry knows clint yeah but those people outside the industry that are just surface level surface level they don't know consumers. who he is yeah he's a perfect example of it yeah he is it, it kind of goes to man this is so layered it's a great question it's a great question what do you think doug i agree with eric i mean like Example Clint, I mean, I don't know how many followers he has on Instagram, but then you have some hunters with a hundred thousand followers and what are they, they don't kill anything. It's good to hunt our way out of a paper bag. No. Yeah. I mean I mean there's way more other that, things that, Yeah, that, that's a very that's like the biggest the I just obvious don't one. Like companies, you know, going towards them instead of actual killers. People with real influence. Yeah. I don't consider that real influence. I think guys that like if Brian Barney, a Clint Casper, a Mark Jury, I Mark the juries the real tree boys, that's the more of a, they're the OGs, right? I should like, say it's right. not just girls too. Like there's not, some guys too that do oh, the same for sure. thing. And, and, so, and I understand, yeah, and I understand really. why they have sponsors because they have numbers. Yeah. They got the numbers. There. But I look at it because I don't look at that as real influence. Like if whatever chick with her cleavage out, it's like, I love this bow, 
but I never do anything with it. I just shoot it with my cleavage out. I'm like, yeah, but then I have... And she's never shot any other bow. Yeah, or a guy with a sh- doing whatever. Like, they're not going to sell me like a Clint Casper is going to sell no, me. No, yeah. I mean, oh, for sure. I so that. I consider that like bullshit influence. Yep. Like, yeah, a lot of people viewed your video on what bow you shoot. How many people are really influenced by your video and are buying that bow? Yeah, and that's like the low-level people that are just watching. It's just I'm horny old dudes. Hey, I'm not mad about girls with their cleavage out. I'm oh, not mad about no, it. No, we it's... can't be mad at it. I, can't. <laughs> I don't blame them. Right. But, yeah, I mean, it's something to talk about. I, I think... But go kill stuff. <laughs> talking about a different angle of the industry... Um, I'd like to see more people just be uh, who they are naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be real. Because, um, I mean, most people are. They're cool. Yeah. But there's a lot of guys that are, like, putting on this different type of persona. that, And, and a lot of people are pretty cutthroat. Like, yeah, for oh, sure. There's a lot of, like, dirty business in the industry and stuff that's kind of aggravating. But uh, It's within any industry, though. Yeah, acceptance of poachers and stuff like that is a big thing. Like, a lot of people like to just push that illegal activity under the rug for content or whatever. Um that's a turnoff. We've talked about that a lot. Um, what do you think that those inside the industry could do to make it better? <sighs> what do you do? Where do you that's, tackle that's it from? That's a deep hole. Man. That is a deep hole. I don't know. I don't either. You know, I don't have the answer for that. Um, maybe, maybe that comes to the consumer of the industry. I guess I would say in the industry, like just weed out the the ones that aren't like actually producing real hunting content. It's never going to happen, though. It, I mean, it will never happen. To be honest with you. It won't. I don't think. I don't know. A lot of things would have to change to make it move to move that needle. Heck, we'd be weeded out. <laughs> hey, <I'd> be, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> people don't like that we're doing this on a podcast. Right. Like, this is a problem for a lot of people in the industry. Oh, my Mountain Dew? <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, right here. Cheers, boys. This, you know what I mean? This this right here, oh, what sure. we're doing, we're cheering. This is a problem. But you know oh. what happens all around the country? Guys in hunting camp are doing what we're doing right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know, man. There's a lot of angles to tackle that at. But Dominic, thanks for the questions. Fun, fun thoughts, man. Thanks, Dominic. I think we could do a whole podcast on that question. You get a lot of people involved in that one. Hey, you already opened that one. Yeah, I'm trying to look. One, two, three. The next one. I don't know what Six. Um, this is a fun one here. I think Bill Coleman. Thanks, buddy, for your question. He owns Coleman Coolers. Hopefully. Uh, dope. Kind of a moral question. We have a four-man hunting group. Myself and another guy do 95% of work on the property, and the others do next to nothing. Is it wrong if myself and the other guy do not want to share pictures and talk about encounters we've had during the season with the two guys who don't help us all that much? Is it wrong? Absolutely not, in my opinion. Now... My question for Bill would be, whose property is it? Who's, is it a lease? Does one of the other guys own the ground and hunts it with you and you get to hunt for free? Is it a lease? Are you splitting the property equal payment? All right. Let, let's say it's a lease. Okay. Say a lease. There's no one owns, it yeah, equally. Yeah, split equally. No one owns it. If that's the case, you're doing the work to get it done on the lease and they're not doing any work. I'd say you're not wrong at all. You're not wrong at all. If one of the guys owns the ground, it's a different story. It's a different story. Okay, say yeah, it's, it's a, a it's a tough one. Say it's a permission piece. So they're all there with permission. 
<laughs> You're not wrong at all, in my opinion. I'm with you. I'm with you. You guys I, are doing all the work. The, you know? the, the only thing that would change is maybe if like the other two aren't doing anything, have are sending pitchers too, then maybe. Hmm. You know, I think there's ways around this. Like, you know. That could be. Bill, here's I, what I would do. Yeah. Say, say it's all a permission piece. I would be like, hey, I saw a big deer over there. I saw a big deer over here. Maybe if you want to talk about, you know, you're, you're having encounters, you're seeing deer. When it comes to specifics, that's on you and what details you want to share. Cause you're not being, you're not yeah. telling all the details, like, because really you put in the work to get, to yeah, learn all the details. No, and if the other guy wants to be surface level of this hunting, he's going to get surface level details. Right. So, Hey, I'm on a big buck. You do also have to be careful though. If like, let's say you have trail camp pictures of a monster and you kill it and then you're posting the pictures that they didn't never, they never saw before. I mean, that could, yeah, it's a can of worms. <laughs> I mean, these are so multi-layered. Each one of these could be an entire podcast. <laughs> they could. I like that question because I imagine this is a pretty common hunting camp uh, theme. This, yeah, I was, mean, on uh, big leases, it could be. I mean, I haven't dealt with big lease, but. I'll tell you this. We all had a permission piece growing up where my dad killed the guy buck and stuff like that. What we ended up doing, there was a that property was pretty much like a north side and a south side. And it was split by a county road. Yep. So everybody hunted the north side. No one hunted the south side. My dad was like, hey, Kurt, we're just going to go hunt the south side or nobody's way on the north side because they weren't telling us what they were seeing. They'd kill a deer and I'd be like, wow, great buck. Not thinking about it, a little naive, young. They probably had truck and pictures and patterned this buck and For didn't sure. say shit to any of us. Was I upset about it? No. You put the work in to kill that deer. We went to the south side a year into hunting the south side. My dad kills the guy or buck. Everybody's oh, on the south yeah, side. Of course. So, but we, whatever, right? We don't care. And we had a permission piece growing up. And like, if you didn't come, like we split firewood every year for deer camp. If you didn't come help, you could not. That's fair too. You know what I mean? It's like BMX. There's a, when there's trails, there's a thing, no dig, no ride. Right. If you weren't out there helping, you couldn't hunt. So that, and, and then what the one guy that was out there cutting logs with us and everything, he owned the property. So it was like, he had say of everything. So yeah, that was a rule. That was a rule. Yep. It's a great rule. Uh, well, you know what? Great question, Bill. It's a fun one. Yeah, for sure. I wonder if this is uh yeah, if it's true a real thing he's luck. dealing with. Um I would hope uh, that mother two guys don't listen to this. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bill. Is Bill your real name, Bill? Yeah. <laughs> Coleman's pretty yeah. Oh, it makes sense. Oh, I, I that's a fun one. I like that. I like that at least. Let's go to the next question. Question number six. Thanks, go Bill. Some good questions in here. Uh, Joe Merchant, what's up, Joe? Thanks for the question, buddy. Favorite moments from the trade show season? Also, will there ever be a live podcast coming with on-air Q&A? Um, oh, boy. The Q&A, um, we've done a couple on our Patreon, which is exclusive. Which we're due for another one, We're probably. due for another one. Uh, we got a, a live stream switcher, and uh, we're due to get everything rock with that again. We started playing with it. Actually, the trade shows are the reason why we quit playing with it right because for sure. we were so busy but we're due to get it back out and um start getting the kinks we we're using patreon to work out the kinks for that that way when we went live on like youtube or facebook it wasn't like glitchy and something not working for and sure. stuff um but then the shows got in the way now coming into the summer um we're going to start working with that again so yes yes that will happen um and we will advertise it so we're not just like randomly popping up so there's people actually in the live Favorite moments from trade show season, and we'll go just 
Like this, this season or all season? Let's go this recent one. Let's <laughs> do all seasons. Because there's so much <laughs> yeah, to think about. There's so much. Favorite moments from trade show season. You know what? I... I uh, <clears throat> I, one story comes to mind, but it's not from this season. It's from like three seasons ago. Okay. When we were at the archery trade show, we were it was the first year we were set up in the Rub Line marketing room doing podcasts. Yep. And uh, they had the Badlands, Badlands Film Festival. Yep. I know where this is going. And we were the last, uh, we pod, uh, we had the last podcast of the day. This is the year we did, I believe it's the year we did 17 podcasts in two days. Yep. That was the year we did a bunch of them. Like that has to be an industry record or something. It was daunting. It was a lot. So our last podcast of the day ran long to where Chase and all the Rubline crew had to leave. Chase handed me the key and was like, "Don't lose that key. It's like a six hundred dollar fee if you if it needs to make a new key." Yeah, it's just like the the venue's like price. I'm like, okay, in my pocket. We end up going out to one of our separate partners from Rubline after party. We're at this after party. Chase calls me, dude, we need these bows. We're doing a giveaway for this, for the film festival. You have the key. And this is the first year we were at this after party. Like yep. Craig Morgan was playing a private yeah, show. It was a big deal. Free There's drinks, a lot of people. free food. We got VIP. Like it was the first year we're like, we made it. I remember, like, we, we like, took videos in the elevator, yeah. like, our VIP passes yeah. and stuff. Like, that yeah. comes up every year on the timeline. And Chase is like, you need to leave and go back <laughs> to the show and grab these bows and get them to me, dude. Like, you have the key. Like, it's on you. And I'm like, so I walk up to the crew. We're all drinking. It's like we just, the first, we just got there. The first beer is just going down, yep. you know. And I go back to the crew. I'm like, guys, I got to, we got to go back. Like, yeah, we're all smiling, like. And we Having look a good at us. Time. What's up, Kurt? What are we doing? Yeah, next? Kurt. What, yeah, what's going on? And I'm like, I gotta go back to the room and get the bows and take them and go. I was like, you guys just stay here. And, and Eric, being the good friend he is, he's like, I'll go with you. I got you, bro. So me and Eric run out, get an Uber, go back to the show, and we're like, dude, can you just stay here? We'll pay you cash to wait on us. Yep. And we run into the ATA. Get in, grab the bows, run out. No one stopped us. No one. We're we're like full on sprinting with two bows in our hand. <laughs> like like it looks like we just went into the show and grabbed bows off the shelf. I mean, we pretty much did, and we're full on sprinting out of ATA. Yeah. Meanwhile, cut to me and Steve, front row, Craig Morgan. Yeah, just yeah. partying. Out out time of your life. <laughs> so we uh, we get in. The guy was cool. Our Uber driver was cool. We get to the Badlands. Security stopped us. Like, you can't come in with these. And then Chase was like, no, it's good. And right. they hooked We're coming us, in with weapons. They know, hooked us much. up with free beer and some goodies and stuff for doing that. But that's like the one big thing that stands out. I think the one that stands out is from that same year. I think we had like a little, little after party. Like Aaron Lewis showed up. We had Michael Pitts was there. Yeah. Like all, there was a bunch of people in the after party just hanging out, having yeah. a few cocktails. I think that was one of the moments where, like, God damn it. This is cool. This is cool. Yeah. yeah. This year, I mean, we do something crazy at every show. Like, not crazy, but just go out and have a good time. Stuff happens. Each show has its own, like, uh, niche of a good time. Oh, for sure. But yeah, that's my. It's like that one question earlier. There's been so many moments where you're like, God, that was epic, but I don't remember. I'll just say uh, <laughs> all the dogs. All taking the pictures dogs. with everyone's dogs. Yeah, taking a picture with all the dogs. <laughs> There is a funny one, but I can't really say on this one. 
Okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll save it for another. Yeah. That later. Good question, Joe. Thanks, buddy. All right. Next question. Rachel Bouchak. Biddy Boosh. Biddy Boosh. Biddy Boosh. I know y'all have packed schedules for this fall. What hunt are you looking forward to the most and why? And what goals do you have for each hunt? I mean, I think everyone in this room kind of has the same. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. We what we're looking one. forward to. So we're going to Africa in August, and we're all looking forward to that. That's going to be a big cultural experience. I think uh, the bear hunt, too, will be. Yeah, we're, we leave for a bear hunt. Actually, I think we're going to be on the bear hunt when this launches. I believe. Oh, really? I, I so think podcast so. land, we're bear hunting right now. Yes, I, I think so. And that's why we're recording, like, when we're recording for that. So um, the bear hunt, of course. You guys are going to hunt more than I will. I'm going to yep. more just hang out and help and we're gonna podcast well, hopefully it all works out especially from last year too. you know the weather didn't cooperate right and i didn't even see a bear last year so it's like it was weird but those baits are brand new these yep. baits have been established yep. for a year what are you guys between the bear hunt africa and africa i mean i'm looking forward to both man i mean there's a bunch of animals that i've never seen before ever in life besides in a zoo so it's like <laughs> yeah, it's like right, right. you know when yeah, you see Africa's a zoo, gonna be pretty crazy it's gonna be crazy i think the uh the travel is going to suck, but once we oh, get there, it's sure. going to be totally Tra- worth Travel is going to be part of like the secondhand fun, though. Yep. Right, Luckily, well, we'll be all together. That's not like we're in this together. separate seats, flights. Right, yeah. right, for sure. We had to hold each other's hands. And the coolest yeah. thing is, like, I mean, we had the opportunity to bring our wives and stuff. So I asked my wife if she wanted to go. And yeah, I'm like, it's a once in a lifetime. It turns thing. out it's just your wife and Austin's wife going. Right. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, whatever. Just, but you guys are still I'm like, what, when's another opportunity we get to go to Africa? Couldn't if we can bring, bring it up, why not? Yeah. Well, okay. Goals for each hunt. Ooh, goals. And bring us into whitetail season. So, oh, oh goals for bear hunt. I mean, uh, a bear to shoot a bear. Do you care how big? No, I like to shoot Charmin. Remember Charmin? <laughs> if he's still around, I don't know. <laughs> Charmin. He had all the hairs missing off his ass. <laughs> like this is like a Charmin. full full haired bear, but his whole ass just didn't have any hair on yeah, it. So naked, he named him Charmin. Naked butt. <laughs> <laughs> that and then honestly, Africa man. If I get an opportunity at one animal, I'll be happy. You're good. Yeah. Okay. If I um, white tails? Oh yeah, white tails. White tails. Well, uh, I think I know what your goal is. My goal is I have a deer mm-hmm. I've been after for like five years now. Never seen him on the hoof, but we need to talk about this buck on another podcast. Yeah, yeah, we do for sure. But I anyways, think you dump all your efforts into that deer. Oh, I am already. Like I'm spraying for food plots. I'm I'm doing everything. Already, way earlier than I would in any other time. Yeah. Anyways, the shed was found, not by me, by another guy, and he actually gave it to me, which was super nice of him. Very cool. Have you measured it yet? No, I have not. I was waiting for you to do that, so I went F it up. Bring it on um, We'll measure it. I was going to bring it tonight, and I forgot. But he is... He's a giant. That's all we need to I'm say. I'm trying to win this this bet where I don't have to eat this chip, you know what I'm saying? Um, A listener, hardcore listener of our... I don't want to say hardcore. Committed listener. Uh, Gabe wrote in and said the chip bet that you guys made about eating the chip on who kills a bigger deer. Um, he said he likes hot things and he said it was hell on earth. I had my my brother in law texting me after he listened to it. And he goes, "That was the worst decision of my life, eating that chip." Wow. Hmm. Okay, Doug. What are your goals uh, for Wyoming bear? Um, just see some bears, and then like an average bear would be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how to. I've heard it's hard to judge them, so. Start studying now. Yeah. 
Tell, I'm telling you. I think with Wyoming, too, I mean, just being out there, it's not really a goal, but just being out in the mountains, you know, you're kind of cut off from everything, no yeah. social media and everything. It adds to it. That's kind of a goal, I mean, yeah. in a way. It adds and, to it. And hanging with you guys. Wow. Just for Then uh, South Africa, I mean, a kudu is just the main goal. Yeah. If I just get a nice kudu, that'd be, I'd be pleased. Yeah. And what about whitetails? Uh, well... Kill one bigger than me. Bigger than Eric. But uh, <laughs> I really like to hit that 180 mark. Yeah. Okay. It's hard, but it's an, not impossible. Can you not impossible. Close, what's your biggest? One, 176. 176, yeah. It's possible. Hey, if you should kill 180, I'll gladly eat that chip. I mean, if you kill I'll that one, that. I'd gladly eat it too, but hopefully there's a. What if you guys both kill over 180? Would you, as still the best still Just split it in half? It, what if it's off like by like a. Was it two eighths of an inch? Here's the deal. I'm gonna measure it. We're gonna go gross, and I'll measure. You have to measure it. We can't. I'll measure it. Measure it. Like <laughs> yeah, I'll I measure do, it. Yeah, you. One ninety. <laughs> what? what? Here, That's here. 120 inch deer. I, I'll measure it. Measure it, and I'll do baselines <laughs> and everything. Yep. I mean, that's the only way we can do it. Yeah. You you're, have to measure it. You're right. You're right. Um. Okay. That's I, I like. It. I heard we need to have um. What what'd your what that guy say? Ice cream on standby. He well, said he ice ate, cream or milk. He ate like a whole pint of ice cream, ice cream and milk. We're just making milkshakes. Cream, a bunch of milkshakes. Thick cream, drowning. Cream de la creme, homie. We'll just set you guys up. Hey, what's your goals? Um, so I've killed a bear in Wyoming, and uh, if there's an open bait, I'm gonna hunt. I think there will be, so I'll hunt. Yeah. I'll hunt, but I'd like to see you guys both kill good bears. Like you know, we're, we talked about. I'm not like big on shooting a quantity of bears. Right. I'd like to shoot a. Uh, a sizable like different color phase than what I have or like a jet black bear sure. would be cool. Um so if one opportunity arises, great. If not, I'm not stressed out about it. Right. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. I'm kinda going in like, yeah, oh, well I'm gonna have some fun. Yeah. So that's my goal. Have some fun. I'd like to see you guys kill bears. Um like you said, but just being in camp is worth it. It's fun, dude. Yeah. Um Africa, I'd like to kill a a good kudu. Um Really, that's like if I kill a good kudu, I'm gonna already yeah, be thrilled. But be like, set. it'd be cool to kill a good gimsbuck would be awesome. Yeah, um, I think wildebeest are really neat. But like, main goal a good kudu. Yeah, I think impala too, just because I'm a huge car They're guy. Beautiful, like an impala. You know, that's I, a, I'd hang out at work, and be like, hey, check out this impala in here, and then everyone would walk in, and be like, oh, thinking a car. There's just that hanging in there. <laughs> the ultimate dad joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate. Um, and then, but I have an elk hunt like in September. Oh, yeah. Assuming yeah. I draw, I think I'm gonna. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to just kill my first bull with a bow. Um, yeah. it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a memorial hunt for my dad and, uh, Clyde, yeah. um, Trey's son. So, uh, Trey's guiding me and I got to be really good friends with Trey from our first bear camp. And I'm like, man, I want you, to, I want to go with you. I want you to guide me and like, let's do it together. Right. So I'm, you know, I'd like to be around that 300 inch mark, but really I can't, I can't put a number on it cause I'm going to shoot what I think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I'm gonna when be you excited. See, when you see that bull, you'll know. The one I shoot is my goal. Yep. So whatever, if I kill one and the picture goes up and you guys see it, that was my goal. Well, right. it also helps that Trey, you know, will be there with you too. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, like, hey, maybe not this one. Yeah, tr true. You know, have Trey in my ear and Clint is thinking about coming out for like the sentimental value. Sure. And he, um, if that's the case, he's gonna film. Right on. Um, but I think we, if if I think we're going where we're going, we had to pull a permit. Mm. Gotcha. Um, so we just got to. See if that works or not. But uh, it might not work, but either way, Clint just kind of wants to be along for I get a whiz. Yeah, do your thing. So that's my goals. What about whitetails? Hmm. 
I got some things I'm working on that I don't want to speak too soon on. Um, there's mm. a date coming up soon. Very and soon. The date. I'd be already passed by this time. This yes. Week, right? If things work out, which I'm, it's 99% going to work out. My goal is going to be very basic. I can't say a lot about it right now. That's, yeah, yeah. That seems like I'm I, hiding something, but I just don't want to speak not, too yeah. soon. You know? Um, so nothing shady there. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. You can do it. It's not. I just can't speak too soon on it. So um, another goal I'd like to kill just a, a real big mature buck again. Like, you know, that was my goal last year and I did it. Um, there's a couple of deer that I know about that I'm hoping make it through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's, they're going to be exciting this year. They survive. I don't know what they could be. One buck was a really good buck. Um, he had some splits, kind of like a basic frame 10. It was like, oh, cool. That buckle looked cool. And I don't know if he got an injury. His one side was messed up and he dro- had a little dropper off it. And his one side was like real strange. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm hoping he like turns into something one. really neat. Um, that's That the, would be awesome. He could. I don't know. He'd though. be really nice. I don't know. I, I don't know what he could be. Um, but that's we'll for me, out. that's exciting to see. So yeah. that's my goal is just kind of have some fun. I, I, the goal I can't mention yet, but I will soon and see what that deer turns into. And if he does see if I can, uh, get an it's be an exciting season. I, dude, there's so much to look forward to that. There's so much going on. There's so much to look forward to for us right now that it's hard to pinpoint what to be excited. Yeah. About. Right. Like it's... I'm excited about my elk hunt, but Africa's right before it. Yeah. That it's like, you almost have to take it one hunt at a time. And two, it's like, we're doing a lot this year with the shows and going into the hunts. Like I talked to my buddy Todd about this. He's like, dude, just enjoy it while you can. Cause, cause all like this busyness doesn't last forever. Exactly. But I, I don't want to cram enjoy in the things chaos. next year. Like we crammed in this year. No, it was too much. We gotta, it's too much. And that's the thing too. Like with this big buck I'm after this year. I mean, all I nothing. could be doing, doing all this work and he might not show up this year. You never know. He was. He's there when you get pictures of him, and he's there when he shed. He's there more this year than he was in previous years. Let's just say Maybe his area is honing in. I think he's getting older. Oh, boy. Okay, next question. I'm saying. Um, Chris J., more kids being added amongst the group now. Do you feel like a kid should shoot a smaller deer for their first deer and work their way up? Some kids' first deer is bigger than many adults have ever seen. We've talked about kids and question. hunting and stuff and what age to get them going. You know, I think whatever a kid wants to shoot, like if they want to, if you think you should start your kid on a small buck and move up, if they see a giant deer, what are you going to tell them not to shoot it? No. And, and I will say this right now, like as being a parent now, getting my kid out there for the first time, if it's a giant and he doesn't want to shoot it, we're not going to shoot it. If it's a small one, he wants to shoot it, let him shoot it. Yeah. I'm going to put that on him. Yeah. Kind of thing. I mean, if you're spoiled off the rip, I mean, cool. If a giant steps out, I'm, I'm, I'll probably encourage him to shoot it. But if he doesn't want to, yeah, I I'm don't not. have kids, but I'd imagine as a kid, like growing up, like watching, like let's say your guys is seeing us hunters and stuff. Like first little buck comes out, I'm sure they're going to be ecstatic. I, I right? will encourage them to yeah, shoot. Yeah, it. yeah. No, oh, absolutely. Go ahead. And that might change. I mean, my kid's only eight months old you know? yeah yeah true it might change in, in 12 years <laughs> yeah well, I, I can change i say depends is my answer for that yeah, it's all in that moment i mean you're there yeah. you've heard the stories of like a monster and then they let the kid shoot it and i mean sometimes it does ruin them so i don't know okay here's a uh troy lanham 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 uh i love this wc series I don't have anything specific to ask, but I must say the Turkey OG series was amazing. Thank you, Troy. 
Let's hear and see more of the VHS guys. I like that category. The VHS guys. Kind of the older guys from the VHS pots in here. Ooh, the VHS guys. That's a cool way to word that. It is. You need to talk to Mark and be like, let's get some VHS guys. Yeah, how would you name that series? That'd be a great the series. VHS guys. VHS guys. Yeah. Crowned it. We crowned it first. So if another podcast does it. Well, no, Troy Lanham crowned it first. <laughs> he gave it to us. The We're VHS stealing it. series. Sorry, pal. We're stealing it. The VHS <laughs> Rewind. Thanks, Troy. The Rewind. Remember, yeah, remember the Rewind? How loud it was? <laughs> What's that? So oh, the, yeah. The VHS Rewind. You, did you guys ever have like the separate unit that rewound? It's literally meant to rewind them. Yeah, that's all I did was rewind VHS <laughs> so you could watch another VHS. Oh, yeah. That was like high dollar stuff yeah. right there. Oh, yeah. That's what you know. I never had one. My buddy had one. <laughs> <laughs> I, was say, I never had one of those. My friend had one. <laughs> my friend. Had we one. had one. He had a lot of money. Dang. Pinky out. Fancy. Hey, name. you bougie, bro. James Struble. Still uh, rewind them. <laughs> favorite stories since you have all met. Oh, boy. That's a tough one. It's a good that one to end on. One. This is the last one we're going to take for this series. Um, we're going to have to do a part two. Favorite stories since you have all met. Man, there's a lot that could be sifted I through. I mean, it goes back years and years with me and you, but then twice as many with me and you. Yeah. Well, let's talk about podcast time frame. Oh, boy. Favorite stories. Favorite stories. stories. You know what one that sticks out to me with you, Doug, is when we all went to Prairie Storm in Kansas and hunted turkeys with my old man. Like, that's a fun... Yeah, that was a good camp. That's a good, like, hunting camp type vibe. Um, like you, uh, your last buzzard shot, like, right last second, we're about to leave, and I don't know why, it just worked out. Yeah, that was cool. And everyone got to watch it. Like, everyone in camp was there for that hunt. Yeah. Yeah, that was nuts. Really weird, actually. Yeah. If you break it down. Like really five weird. guys or six, five or six guys just from, all in this one. <laughs> from different angles. Yeah. I was just filming yeah, the whole time. Me and my dad. And you, then me and Blake. Yeah, you and Blake out I'm on filming. the other end of the field. And then John, like, behind John us. John and your dad come out of nowhere and meet up with. I Like, how does that happen? Yeah, it was a weird one. Because they didn't, they knew, but, like, they didn't know where you were. And they just found you in the woods right before you went out there and killed him. Yeah, it was weird. So that's like the one. That's like the hunting one. Yeah. There's a ton of trade show stuff that we get. Oh, about. yeah. And I mean, it's just crazy. The stories from like me filming you in that stand that was like 87 oh, feet. Yeah. To where we're at now is just like, it's, that's a, it's bizarre to that's think. That's a fun the, one to think about. To all the shit in between. You know what I'm saying? That that stand was called the MJ stand. Still in the tree. Oh, God. I would not even climb up to get it. No, them because they were pegs in the tree, so they get oh, oh, the yeah, tree's growing, so yeah, they got to be at least them. seventeen feet apart. I'm telling you, this the stand was up there, dude. Never hunted before in my life, and it's pitch dark when I was climbing it. I'm oh like, boy, good god! Yeah, and he was like three feet above me. Good grief! I go, a, up, I go up first. He, my buddy Tyler doesn't hunt a ton, and he named that stand, and I won't break down what the meaning ma- means, but he, uh, it, it's like a, that stand is a joke between us. Like anytime I'd like walk through there, I take a picture of that stand and send it to him. Yeah. It's up there. It's up there. I think I've sent videos to the crew of it when I was walking in there. Uh, that's maybe. A monster, Man, sure. that's a long time. That was a long time ago, wasn't it? I mean, that oh, was. Oh, shit. That was before we started the podcast, I think, oh. wasn't it? Had it been just before? Yeah. It had to have been the fall before we started it because we started in March. So that had to have been in like December. It was I remember we just met and you were like, hey, do you mind coming over and help me film? I had a muzzle loader. You did. We so, took your Jeep out there. Yeah, so that would have been whatever muzzleloader season was in Illinois that year. I haven't muzzleloader hunted in a long time. First week of December, second week. I had something in there somewhere. Yeah. And that coyote came in? Yep. 
I remember that too. Trying to shoot that coyote. I'd say some of my favorite memories. Um, the first time at ATA when we were online marketing, and then uh, Bone Collector guys came in. Like I don't know, it was like the whole. We were all there. The whole feeling, of like you know, like they're coming here, like now. Yeah, to see us. Like the anticipation, and then yeah, like they're here at four o'clock, and they in. just knocked it out of the park. I mean. They are who they are because they knocked out of the park. It's just park. bizarre it just the years crazy. like people come to see us to do a podcast, you know, like the Bone Collector guys, everyone that we've interviewed over the years. Yeah. Another one that comes to mind is um, the one turkey, I think Turkey Palooza last year and we did the, I mean, that one episode that was insane, but I was just everyone in turkey camp and having a good time. Yeah. And uh, Those Chandler's killer pad. Hey, we just doubled up on turkeys yeah, we Turkey did. Palooza in the morning. Good times. Cool. Favorite stories, man. We that could be a man. whole episode in itself too. Thanks, James. We should do that sometime. What's that? Just a whole episode on favorite stories. Yeah, we could do that. We just like think about them in advance and break them down. Yeah, yeah. we have to go through every episode. <sighs> All right, let's do this on air so we don't forget. I don't know if you remember. I'm going to choose you because you got the mustache. Pick a number one through eleven. Do you remember the order of the questions? Is that a fair way to do it or no? Or here, can we do a random number generator? Can we do that? I think so. Let's look. I don't know how it works. Oh, there you go. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> 11. Okay, let's Generator, see. Generator, bro. Four. Four. Question four. Okay. One, two, three. They're labeled, bro. Yeah, they're labeled weird. It's below it. That one. Colin... <laughs> the last you name like you his like name. Whatever your last name is. <laughs> Krokos. Krokos. Colin Krokos, you are the winner of a WCB swag pack. Um, Eric, you you are the guy to contact to redeem your yep. package. We'll hopefully you he, yeah, hopefully he's listening. We'll send you a sticker pack, too. Okay, cool. So reach out to Eric. Do you want to put your email on this? Sure. Eric, WCB podcast at Gmail. Email Eric. Say, hey. Easy enough. I'm Colin with the cool last name. Or on social media anywhere. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you guys can find me. So, Perfect. Thanks, guys. Uh, sorry we didn't get to all the questions. I think it'd be a five-hour podcast, but we'll try and do a part two. We'll do a part two for and, sure. Uh, that was fun. We'll go from there. It was a good time. Yeah. Well, Thanks, boys, everyone, for submitting us. We're in bear camp right now, apparently. <laughs> Hopefully we got some good stories to come back with. <laughs> I'm trying to learn how to like organize recording, scheduling, launching, like all the ones we're doing. And that whiteboard over there is right now our... Uh, that's like my receptionist. Like full. <laughs> Do you talk to it during the day? <laughs> hey, answer the phone. Oh, wait, you're just a whiteboard. Oh. Just a whiteboard. <laughs> we need a robot. Cool, boys. Well, awesome. Hopefully, we're killing bears. Hopefully. Thanks, everyone, watching, listening, supporting right. us. We're very thankful, very grateful for all the love and uh, backing us up on the internet and, and supporting what we do. What's and up, bear? Before we leave, we have new stickers online. We have the. If you haven't seen them yet. You can't kill big bucks if your wife sucks bumper stickers right. in stock. We have the gas station sticker. That's right. And then we have. Can we talk about some shirts coming? We have more shirts coming down the line. Just stay tuned. And we have three more designs in the hopper. Yep. We have a couple on order on the way. We've said this on on previous podcasts. We're trying to revamp the whole store, so we're getting rid of. So if you want shirts now, get them while you can, because a lot of them are going to go away for good. Mm-hmm. For I'll just good say that forever. Get it while it's hot. Some of them are right. like almost eight years old. They got to go. Yep, they got to go. Time, to, it's time, time to renew. All right. You know what to do, guys. Go shoot a giant. We love you. We appreciate you. Thanks.
on Mondays. Head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. 